Welcome everybody to an episode of Keepers of the Book. I'm your host, Maz, joined here with my co-captain and yes, sir. is Jordan. And today we're covering Star Trek Season 1 episodes, what is it, 8, 9, 10, I think? Yes, sir. Um, okay, not going to lie to you. These episodes were pretty good. Okay, uh, 9 and 10 were pretty good. 8 yeah, was... A little slow. Uh, it was... I think 8 was necessary setup for 9 and 10. So I'm not yes. going to complain too much, but... Mm-hmm. Eight was all right. Nine and ten were really good. So let's go ahead and get just eight out of the way. Um, they find a really interesting species. So this part was about, about this was really cool. They find that interesting species that is kind of one with the planet. And you know what's funny is it reminded me a lot of the swamp from Avatar: Last Airbender. Yes, yeah, with the one that Toph was in, or no, that was a different one. Uh, sorry, I wa- I ended up watching Korra, but. Yeah, um, I know what swamp you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The one where... Uh, did you call her Toph? Yeah, sorry. Jerk, how dare you? We need to rewatch these. Uh, sorry, I've been looking at the word Thoth all day. You gotta give me a break. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But yeah, so yeah, that one. So that swamp reminded me so much of like this episode right here. Where they kind of land and they have like these creatures that... Or one with the world itself, and they they're really into harmony, and mm-hmm. I mean they're tree huggers essentially. Uh, so they <laughs> is that how they, you describe? That's it? how I. I'm mean, like, man, they're they're tree huggers. You know, it's all cool. Uh, I think tree hugging and you know peace and harmony is all cool in the real world, but in my fantasy and in my sci-fi, I want war, um, <laughs> death and destruction. Seriously, that stuff's cool, uh, and. So they call out the Klingons and they're like, you know, we can foster a peace between you two. Yeah. Um, and then they did a really cool fight there where, again, it was a cool fight, right? Not peace, fight. Um, when they were doing like almost a Rock Lee impression where they would just teleport around this Klingon ship, just constantly bombarding. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, that was, that um, was so cool. That, uh, in that that ship alone, the discovery, I really like. I really like how they they took the sci-fi and they didn't do it like Expanse, which is like realistic science fiction, right? Per se, even more so than yeah. Star Trek. But yes, go but ahead. I I do think it's a good change that they kind of added the the mysticism into it. You know what I mean? Right. Like the it it does foster a little bit more um, interest in the show because we're so used to the. Um, the realism, sci-fi, kind yeah. of realism sci-fi, you know. So, yep. like, that was really cool to see that. And you know, I, I don't mind the Klingons. I kind of like the Klingons, even though the one Klingon was sexually abusing the man. I mean, whatever that's worth. Which we'll get to that one in a second. Also, also by the way, let's go ahead and uh, put out a disclaimer real quick before we continue with the rest of the conversation. These episodes touch on some really significantly hard topics. So if you have, if you're listening to this in a car and you got like kids with you, maybe listen to it later when the kids are not around. Right. This is your only warning moving forward. Um, but anyways, yeah. Um, the the Klingons, I, I still don't necessarily say I like them because they're just space orcs. Uh, and yeah. 
I mean, I guess, but I, you know, I played World of Warcraft and <laughs> I played an orc, so I mean, okay, okay, so okay, so there, there is some bias there. You're, you're, you are a Klingon, it's basically for the Horde, right? Sorry, um, and I, yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I necessarily like the Klingons right now, um, so far, but I have actually really ended up in like liking the Discovery Captain more and more. Mm-hmm. Um, the actor, by the way, I've always said is awesome. Uh, what is he? Well, he's in something else, isn't he? he he's Draco Malfoy's father. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. And so, I, can, I can still can't see it. Yeah, it's just that it's that long hair. Um, really? Yeah. It changes in that much? Oh, yeah. Because in this one, he's got shorter, what, like, dirty blonde, um, brown hair almost. In mm-hmm. that one, he has silvery blonde, long hair. So, yeah, that definitely changes a lot. He was also in that one Patriot movie with uh, Mel Gibson. He was the British general. Oh, I dude, I haven't seen that movie. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie too. But yes, he he is the villain in that one as well. Um, but yeah, no. So they jump around a lot, and then Doctor Mushroom uh, goes into a catatonic state. Uh, Doctor he... Mushroom. Okay, Mario. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I was going for, and he. He gets those glassy eyes, right? Yeah. And I, I'm, you know, I think that they were trying to get the audience to think that, oh, he's, he's blind. But really, I think the idea was that he's actually not blind. Now he can see actually everything. And he's just so overwhelmed with all the knowledge that he's kind of just into a catatonic state. Um, which really sucks because we have, uh, what's called the security officer. Mr. PTSD over there who snaps his boyfriend's neck, which I totally, that's another, the, the writing for this stuff is is still not exactly up to par. I totally saw it coming, right? You did? Yeah, whenever uh, he was, um, doc, uh, you know, Captain PTSD had his thing being run, his uh, bioscan, and then they found out, you know, all his organs has been cut open into and re restructured and Bind was redone and whatnot. When they did all of that, I was like, yeah, he's going to want to put him under ice. And then Mr. PTSD is not going to like that. And he's going to kill him. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, and almost, almost like word for word, basically, is what happened there. I, like I said, I don't, I don't care too much Uh like that that's a little bit more nitpicky this was still way better writing than freaking the previous uh security officer just running in there and opening up the door for that monster remember yeah and um, that was way worse that was probably the worst offense i've seen i think from the show in terms of idiotic offense yeah yeah gosh i mean i mean again i didn't see it coming maybe because i'm stupid i don't know that's definitely Uh, feasible but I don't know. Maybe I just watch and I'm looking for different things. But I guess a part of me at the time was like, "All right, this is dumb." Which but one? Which part? The, the um, when that guy killed his boyfriend. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I thought it was dumb because it was like, okay, well, I saw this coming from a mile away. But it was. But at the same time, it also we don't know what kind of effect. All that many jumps has had on Dr. Mushroom. So 
my concern is when he comes back into reality, how is he going to react when he sees that? Because he, he saw it coming, by the way, right? He said the enemies are near us. So he knew that this was coming. So he right. kind of he broke out to help save the man he loved and then went back into it, right? Like he, So that means that took a severe amount of mental fortitude to come out of that, warn his guy, and then he, he couldn't do much more and he fell back into the catatonic state. Right. So he, he knows it was going to happen. He warned him, still didn't end up changing anything, and then he, uh, you know, when he's going to come out, like, you know, is he going to be telepathic, telekinetic powers? Is he just going to be able to control nuclear fusion? Something like that. Like, <laughs> so, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, so that's, that is my concern moving forward about that. Because now they've lost their head medical. They have lost their uh, head engineer. And their you know, head security officer is now compromised as well, to the point that they don't even know. And then let's go ahead and get into the big thing, which is when they try to make the last jump, they end up in a alternative universe, which I thought was really cool. I did not, I did not expect this going into this show at all, that they jump into an alternative universe where now the bad guys are the human beings and the Federation is... Like Klingons plus Vulcan Klingon. plus everyone else. So, like, pretty much instead of in our universe, it's everybody versus the Klingons. In their universe, it's humans versus everybody else, which I thought which is was weird. Yeah. And it's because, like, you know, you got like this fascist human government going on, which I thought was really cool. And Captain Tilly and Captain Burnham and whatnot. And they were basically just fighting each other for all the captains and, you know, captains' underlings basically fight each other for respect and supremacy and control of their respective ships and whatnot. Right. So this, this was really cool. And I am like, I'll be honest. I am very intrigued to see how this goes moving forward. Now, I would still say that there are some, I think the, I don't know right now if the negatives of the show so far have gotten lower or less offensive or if the positives have started to ramp up to the point where it's starting to cover a little bit of the negatives. I don't really care either way. But the point I'm trying to get at here is if there's any Star Trek fans here that are like getting upset at us now, because now we're starting to like this a little bit more. Sorry. We just it's can't help it. it. The, yeah, it's what it is. The, the, these two episodes were fantastic. I, uh, My wife has been watching with me, and she's just like, these, are, these episodes were the best so far. And... I have to agree. They hands down were. Um, right. And I'll be honest, I think it's partially is because it was less Klingon involvement. Uh, really? You don't, yeah. I mean, their language kind of sucks. I had to say. <laughs> language just sucks. I think I can't get past that part that the language sucks, to the, um, which is weird because I didn't think that I'd be the kind of guy to hung, get hung up over on something like that. But their language sucks. And anytime they come on screen, my, I instantly want to start looking at my phone, which is ironic because then I can't follow the story because it's all subtitles. But I felt I feel like the need to look at my phone or just like do something else. Like I have such little care for the Klingon um, storyline. It like loses your interest instantly. 
And you know what was the other thing too that I thought that I think was better? It was less mystical stuff. Um, like for example, mystical in the sense of the telepathic communication that Burnham has with the Vulcan, with her Vulcan father. Mm-hmm. I thought that was dumb. So since we didn't get any of that, I thought that that also really made the sh- uh, that reduced the number of negatives in that I that we had in the show. Um, and that's okay. Yeah. And you know I I like that kind of stuff, but sometimes. If it doesn't fit the show. I think I liked it if it was displayed as, displayed a little bit more intelligently. Because the problem with when you do stuff like this is whenever you need it later and then they don't do it later because, you know, it instantly breaks the plot uh, intensity. Right. You're like, well, what the hell? Right. Because right. if they, if for example, you know, and you see this all the time, especially in poorly written, almost more like children's shows. When you give a power, a really strong power to, to a character and it's basically infinite and that and then that character doesn't use that power later, you're like, OK, well, that was just stupidity. For example, a lot of the Superman stuff. Superman is a notoriously very difficult character to write plot for because one hit. Yeah, he's he's one punch man. You know, he can just run through anybody if you really wanted to. And he can actually do it to where he can run through you and still not kill you. So the fact that he didn't for a while is actually what made him poorly written. And then after something happened, I don't know if they got new writers or what, but then they started writing less about the plot around him and the villains and then more about his own... Struggle. Character development, his own internal struggles and whatnot. So I think that that it does an interest. It was a good, smart shift that they made internally, which I thought was uh, brilliant. I wonder. I wonder who decided that. Hey, you know, we should probably step away from the. Even though you did get some mystical stuff in there, like, like the 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 beings on that planet. I mean, that's a little mystical, but that is, it's almost believable because yes, of the energy factor. Right, right. That that mystical side of things, I think I'm cool with. And again, the telepathic communication between, if it were like, you know, because Vulcans are supposedly, just, I'm drawing on very limited prior Star Trek experience. Um, Vulcans have like a weird mind transfer thing, but they have to be physically like touching each other, like their faces. Yeah. Uh, but... I, you know, if they explain it to where like, oh, these two has such a strong relationship and she fell into some radiation as a kid. So now that <laughs> the that connection is, is just off. strong. Yeah. Then I, I could at least understand that. But like the way that they depicted it, depicted it, it was just like he's stuck in his own mental time loop. And she it's not even that she's calling on his memories or talking to him remotely. She's mm-hmm. going into his dreams and visions i don't know i i just thought that was weird but regardless that was previous section and we're talking about this section and um i still don't buy the romance between captain burnham and mr ptsd it feels too plain it doesn't he, feel he, like it's i there. think she has started to grow on me and he's still kind of just there He just seems um, 
He just Ash seems Tyler, like he... that's right. That's his name. Ash yeah, Tyler. there you go. Um, yeah, that too. He can be Mr. PTSD. <coughs> I don't know. That character... I don't think they cast the right guy for that character. Yeah, I mean... The PT... I don't know. Maybe I might be not giving him enough benefit of the doubt because it is a PTSD and that's kind of hard to depict. But I don't know, man. He doesn't seem damaged. He just seems... Bad. Flat. Yeah, bad. He just seems bad. And that's okay. I just don't think... I don't think he acted it out well enough. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think um, Captain Lorca is cool. I even like, you know, uh, Dr. Mushroom and all that stuff. But Mr. PTSD, he's just not doing it for me. Um, yeah, I, so. I will say that is am I the only one that I find like the space CGI battles to be cool with the battles themselves, but the colors seem a little off. Have you well, noticed? Okay, that? I noticed that too. That they aren't uh, they don't line up. Yeah, they look like a little too glossy and reflective, and then just the movement looks a little weird, like the. The shifts start to stretch weirdly. Do, am I making sense? Yeah, and I, I think, I think that you're 100 percent on the money. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. They don't seem. Uh, it seemed like they tried to brighten them up too much. Right, right. Um, another question. Okay, so you've seen the the way the shifts are shaped, right? You got the saucer, and then you have like the two wings coming off of it. Right, right. So those two wings. Are those livable quarters or like can you actually walk into those wings or is everyone just on the saucer part of it and the wings are just there for the you know movement and whatnot? See, and I didn't I didn't pick up on that either. I don't I actually don't know. It, I mean it's I don't not even that know. big of a deal, but I I was just like, okay, but like this is how big of a saucer are we talking? I I don't know. i sometimes the proportions just seem a little off. Uh, but yeah, no, it's not, like I said, not a super big deal, but if, if someone has answers to that, I want to know. Yeah. We need, uh, we need mechanics on that ship so we can figure that out. Yeah. This is like number one priority. But, but I mean, I don't, I think, I think this show could have done better, but again, I think then I think after we finish these these episodes and then going on to season two, it might lighten up a little bit, but I think the mm-hmm. next show is really what this is getting ready us ready for. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't really have anything left to talk about unless you wanted to bring something up. Oh yeah. The guy, um, the guy with the spindlies on his face, what's his name? Oh, um, <sighs> this, this is going to kill me now. I know who you're talking about. Saru? I think so. Him yeah. and uh, Burnham got in a fight, and I really do think Burnham should have lost the hell out of that fight. Yeah, okay. That's another thing, too. The hand-to-hand fights are bad. I mean, when she fought that Klingon guy, she should have lost. No yeah. way. No way the, that... No. This show needs to really stick to... Um, spaceship battles or even just gun battles because the hand-to-hand choreography is bad yeah like that maybe that's what i'm kind of getting at yeah um 
And then, okay, yeah, so the, the one guy is dead too. The the head of that one orc tribe, Qualm or whatever. So they're dead. Call. Call. Yeah, something like that. Uh, so he, he's dead now. So now we don't know who the leadership of Klingon is. Uh, we, of course, had that whole revelation of, I completely forgot we even need to talk about this, but Ash Tyler's whole um, imprisonment where he was sexually assaulted, but then possibly not sexually assaulted. And yeah, it's, I don't know. There's a lot going on here that we need answers for. Uh, what do you think? Do you think he was sexually assaulted? And then he just... Okay, what man isn't going to... Okay, first of all, any nerd in the universe is going to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it with an alien. Nah. Are you nah. sure? Yeah, nah. Right. I'm all a nerd. Right. I do. I draw my line there. I'm just saying I'd do it with an alien. Whatever. Yeah, you're a freak. But, I mean... He probably liked it. I don't want to hear it. He liked it and he loved it. That's what they seem to be implying, right? Is that she was kind of surprised that he's acting the way that he is. Right. So I do think that he... But, but why is does he not remember? Did something wipe his memory? See, I don't know. They didn't. They inferred, but they didn't tell. Right. Yeah. This, there's definitely going to be more to see here. I mean, that's definitely the you know the biggest question I think going into the next uh, the next few episodes. But like I said, I don't know if we have really anything left to talk about now. Um, Next time we'll be covering episodes 11, 12, and 13. Uh, apparently, so season one was split into two chapters, and where episode 10 was the first chapter of, or sorry, first episode of chapter two. Um, and yeah, so we only have five episodes left. Uh, we'll, we'll be covering the next three for the next time, 11, 12, and 13, like I said. Um, and thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next time. See you.